the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Former official of the Immigration and Customs Enforcement says since President Biden took office, more than one million immigrants have managed to avoid capture after crossing the border illegally. Correspondent Bob Agnew has more on that story. Former ICE Acting Director Tom Holman says in addition to the two and a half million illegals who were detained, he's worried about the one million so-called gotaways who eluded capture. Because Border Patrol's arrested people from 160 different countries. Some of these countries are sponsors of terrorism. Holman says the percentages alone are a cause for concern. I don't know how many you know, terrorists got away. But I'll tell you this, someday this country's going to find out. And it's going to be a bad day for this country. Former acting ICE director Tom Homan was interviewed this week on the Salem Radio Network. Bob Agnew reporting. And this is SRN News. Hugh Hewitt says it's time to vote. Have you gotten your vote yet? If so, return it immediately. The early you vote, the better, and vote for every Republican in every race. This is Joe Biden's inflation. This is Joe Biden's stagflation. This is Joe Biden's recession. This is Joe Biden's weakness. He's supported by a Democratic Congress, Senate and House, and they, they both have to flip. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot. Glad to have you along today. And make sure to check out a new podcast at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. It's called Sideline Sanity with Michelle Tafoya, the former NBC sideline reporter. Listen at SalemPodcastNetwork.com or watch each episode on YouTube. Hour 2 of the Narn with Mitch Berg is next right here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Thanks for joining us today. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the show that's making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 18 and a half years strong, heading for 20 with a full head of steam, ready to kick butt and take names, as always. We're getting ready for election night. We're going to be, by the way, broadcasting live on election night. Brad Carlson, Jack Tomzak, and I, from wherever the election party is. I haven't heard where it's at yet. Uh, wherever it is, we will be there. Hope you're there, too. Hoping, hoping for a a, a much better uh, night than we've had for the last several gubernatorial elections here. As we talked about last hour, there's good news, and there's news that isn't necessarily bad, but should make you want to get out there and redouble, re-triple, re-quintuple your efforts to, to work for what is right, because this state direly, direly needs it. 
I, 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 there's so much to talk about here. I, I don't even know if I can get through it all in this two-hour stretch here right now. And, and Jack Tomczak has his own uh, agenda coming up, or I would just take an hour of his show, but I don't get to do that. But uh, we, we saw some of the reasons this needs to happen, and this ties into some stuff we've talked about in the show before. There was finally a debate last week between uh, Scott Jensen and uh, Governor Klink, and it was uh, everyone has their own opinion about it. And the one thing you can be sure about is that moments after the election, uh, the the debate is over, the campaign flax for both sides uh, were saying uh, that uh, that their candidates won, which is as to be expected. Everyone's got to do the spinning, and that, and that's what they do. But and that's their job. That's what they get paid for. And, and honestly, some of them get paid pretty well. Most of them are just kids out of McAllister trying to uh, to, to earn a, a terrible living and, and work their way up into the consultant class in the nonprofit industrial complex. I ran afoul of one of them this past week, that, that this past week, by one of the way, because one of the tempests in teapots that came out of the election, or I'm sorry, I keep saying election, out of the debate. I, I, before I go on to the debate, I just got to say, remember the state fair? When Governor Klink said he didn't want to debate at the state fair, he wanted to find a, a more, a broader, a broader platform to speak to the state. So where does he hold this debate? Does he hold it uh, on Channel 4 during primetime? No, 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 no. Does he hold it on Minnesota Public Radio during primetime? No, 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 no. Does he even hold it... Uh, oh. Does he even hold it on Almanac? No, are you kidding? No, no, no. He hold it on KTTC, one of the network affiliates in Rochester, Minnesota. It's a station with a signal not a whole lot bigger than AM 1280s. It's a TV station, to be sure, but it's a tiny little one in Democrat territory. Rochester is a fairly safe-ish Democrat town, at least half of the, the Rochester metro area. It's the town Kim Norton, uh, that perhaps the dumbest woman in Minnesota politics, uh, is mayor of. So that should tell you something. He he had to have it in friendly territory, in a place with a small enough population where it's not going to hurt him too badly if he does badly. Now, did he do well? I'll let you be the judge. But he did one thing. Actually, his, some of his handmaidens in the media uh, did did something that that kind of stuck in my craw just a tad. Uh, and I and I saw this on social media shortly after the debate wrapped up. Aaron Rupar, uh, who has gone on to work with I say work uh, in scare quotes with Vox dot com, which is essentially a, a Democrat PR firm masquerading as a online branch of the Washington Post uh, there to, quote, contextualize the news, which means spin it for the left. Aaron Rupar used to work. He's from the Twin Cities originally. I We have some mutual friends. Jack Tomczak used to have him on a, on a, as, as a regular on his show on a, on a lesser talk station here in the Twin Cities way back when, uh, five, six years ago. He, he was something of a regular. And he's gone to be fairly irredeemable. I mean, he's he's... I hate to speak terribly ill of people, but let's just say he's found his niche as sort of a as a media hatchet man for the left. And Rupar uh, called out something that the former gym teacher, Governor Klink, uh, brought up during the election. This allegation that Scott Jensen uh, is one of the biggest prescriber of opiates in the state in his medical practice. And I thought it was is interesting that uh that a 
a uh, a reporter, quote reporter, end quote, a, a media hack, Aaron Rupar, with a degree in, I believe, journalism from the U of M or McAllister or St. Thomas or something like that, and a former gym teacher, Governor Klink, are more qualified to second-guess prescriptions for opioids than an actual MD. By the way, there has been no talk of any disciplinary action against the governor and, and I again, the candidate, Candidate Jensen. And I bring this up because it was within the last two years on this broadcast that we had our good friend Kara Schultz, the libertarian uh, Burnsville City Councilwoman and someone with up close uh, and personal experience with the world of intense pain, talking about a, a drive, a unfortunately failed drive to liberalize not liberalize opioid laws. I mean, obviously, there's been an opioid epidemic in the United States, and it has caused a lot of horrible problems for an awful lot of people. But the backlash, the 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 thud-witted government response, basically have a level of bureaucrats and lawyers and regulators second-guessing uh, doctors' prescriptions with a presumption of guilt has had some horrific side effects. And, and Kara... Uh, came on the show and brought some guests on to talk about the horrific side effects of this ham-fisted legislation on their lives. These are people with cancer and, and other drastically painful conditions who can't get pain relief. And it's driving them literally, not figuratively, not comically, literally destroying their mental health. And in fact, it's driving many of them to suicide. One of the most chilling moments I've had on the air was a woman called in who said she was a patient with some horrific condition. I don't remember what it was, probably cancer, something that ate away at her nerve endings and caused horrific, life-altering, lifestyle-crushing, soul-leaching pain. And her doctor was afraid to write her a prescription for for whatever she needed. I mean, opioids are the are the are the Cadillac of pain relief these days. And the doctors are so afraid of some bureaucrat looking and say, "Hey, this looks like it's a little too much. We're going to challenge your medical license and look into filing criminal charges against you." And while we're investigating, by the way, you can't practice medicine anymore, which is causing an awful lot of doctors in genuine, legitimate fear for their livelihoods and their ability to care for all their other patients, by the way, let's not forget, to underprescribe opioids to people who need them for fear of being hounded and harassed by non-medical bureaucrats, politicians, and lawyers. I pointed that out in a tweet that said, I was yesterday years old when I learned that gossip columnist Aaron Rupar and former gym teacher Governor Klink are more qualified to second-guess prescriptions for opiates than an actual doctor. Now, one of those bobbleheaded 20s, I shouldn't be so caustic, one of those overschooled, undereducated, I don't know, I presume McAllister graduates, uh, did a screenshot of my tweet and, and went out and twisting, actually, Jensen overprescribing opioids is a good thing, is a hell of a take, bitch said Brian Evans, who lists himself as a communications director for uh, the DFL. And I thought that was an interesting take. By the way, I'm getting sick of the term take in social media. Uh, it was my, my opinion was entirely this. Waltz and, and Mr. Evans and, and the DFL's complicity 
in turning the healthcare industry over to bureaucrats and lawyers, except, of course, when it comes to abortion, of course, naturally. It has to be a subject. People are dying. People are dying out there for want of pain relief. And, and Dr. Jensen, in the complete lack, by the way, of any evidence of charges against him, any sort of consequences for misprescribing opioids, is alleged, was alleged by Governor Klink and his bobble-headed handmaidens to be overprescribing, or at least to be the, the one of the state's top prescribers of opiates. Yuck, yuck, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more. Boy, I guess he might as well be handing out uh, drug, drugs at the school grounds. This is the idea that someone, the governor and his campaign staff, both Mr. Evans and, and Aaron Rupar, who is essentially a de facto campaign staff member for every Democrat in America working for Vox.com, want to take a medical fact, the result of 40 years of medical judgment, and play it for cheap, cowardly, ghoulish political points is... I, I I don't know whether to laugh or scream. These are real people dying out there. And, and by the way, this is the same party that says, don't you dare come between a woman and her doctor when it comes to abortion. It's the greatest of all possible crimes to come between a woman and her doctor when it comes to abortion, 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 abortion. But a gym teacher and a reporter with a, a degree in 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 probably journalism, because he couldn't get into a real program, and a, and a, and a communications director with, I'm going to guess, a degree in political science, know so much more about the profession and art of medicine that they find themselves qualified, members of the party of science, by the way, that they find themselves qualified to second-guess a doctor with 40 years of experience. This is the level of loathsome, ghoulish frivolity that the DFL is built around these days. And and I know it's campaign time, and people put away their senses of shame if they have one. And to be a communications manager for the DFL, I, I think one's sense of shame would have to be fairly stunted. I, I know people who are on good terms with Mr. Evans, the communications director. For that matter, I know people who are on good terms with, with Aaron Rupar. But this is this particular <clears throat> take was one of the most ghoulish, cowardly, loathsome things I have ever seen from all concerned. From Aaron Rupar, who frankly is a loathsome, ghoulish coward in so many ways, and I'd be happy to tell him to his face. To, to Mr. Evans, who I know it's just your job. It's just your job to to support your party and it's well, ghoulish cowardliness. <laughs> And, of course, to Governor Klink himself, the, the leader in this state of the party of science who knows more about prescriptions than a doctor and doesn't care if he is uh, evacuating himself on the graves of people who've killed themselves for want of pain relief. I cannot contain my contempt for these people on this subject. I'm going to take a break. 
and do my darndest to retain uh, my sense of perspective on this. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Dan owed an unbelievable amount of money to the IRS. I got behind on my taxes. It's a horrible feeling. He was in denial. And when I got those letters from the IRS, you wanted to act like they didn't exist. Finally, Dan turned to Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, they've resolved over $1 billion for their clients. Optima got me a settlement with the IRS. These people are really people-friendly. It was every bit of a new lease on life for me. The fast action and the great results made Dan's head spin. I felt like I was in a dream, but it's real, and I have paperwork to prove it. They got the job done, and life is good. For tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. If you're worried about what's going to happen with the IRS, stop worrying. Make the call now. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. Hi, it's Keith Hitner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your real estate chalk talk where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hitner Sr. and Keith Hitner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hitner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HintnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. Brighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. There we go. Welcome back to Twin Cities and World, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, 651-289-4488, normally the number to call should you care to join us, and we love it when you do. Also, uh, don't forget you can join us on hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show on Twitter, Gab, Parler, MeWe, and Getter, all the social media that matter out there, uh, except for Facebook. And you can find us there uh, live streaming the show most Saturdays at the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Having a few technical difficulties right now, so it's not going to happen today. But next week we'll be doing that. Of course, uh, we're going to be live at the election. Wherever the election is, that's where we're going to be, Jack. 
uh, Brad and I, uh, all going to be doing the voodoo we do every uh, every election year. We're looking forward to doing it again. It's always some of the favorite nights I, I have in radio doing these elections. So uh, stay tuned for that. Coming up on, well, election night. Hey, don't forget, Whose Children Are They? The groundbreaking, powerfully persuasive documentary featuring uh, brave teachers, empowered parents, and frontline experts who pull back the curtain about what's truly happening in our public schools today. This is a documentary I'd have loved to have worked on 15 years ago when my kids were in the public schools I say work because I pulled them out then. It's so much worse now, ladies and gentlemen. Go check out Whose Children Are They at Salem Now. Uh, all of the, the power of a streaming network without having to have a contract. Just go go stream. Whose Children Are They? SalemNow.com. You can also go to am12athepatriot.com and click on the Salem Now link. So we've been talking about... Uh, looking at the DFL and how they are, first of all, they're responding to both the polls we can see, which again, as we talked about in the first hour, there is one, count it, one Trafalgar show uh, poll that shows, uh, again, a poll that tends, that has had a couple good elections when it comes to gauging the Republican voters that other polls like Super uh, Survey USA and 538 don't usually find, which is showing for the first time in this election cycle, and frankly, for the first time that I can remember in 16 years, a Republican gubernatorial candidate ahead at all. But it's by a half a point with a good, I think, eight points still undecided and four points uh, and change going to various far left parties who are entirely liable to come home to the DFL uh, we, uh, two weeks from this coming Tuesday. So don't get cocky. Dig deep. Find money, find time, go phone bank, go lit drop, convince friends, arrange to drive people to the polls on Election Day. If you're going to be out of town, do an absentee ballot. I I don't believe in early voting. I don't do early voting. I'll be there on Election Day, period, end of sentence. But if you're going to be out of town, don't assume someone else is going to carry the weight for you. You be there. You get your vote in. I, I'm sorry to sound like dad scolding you about eating your vegetables, but good God, this is important, folks. I know we say this every year, but it is because the, the, the DFL is feeling some heat. There was a poll that came out and consider it for since I'm talking about the the reliability and the the uh, the, the special sauce that goes into polls. There is a poll put out by Ted Nugent and the Oath Keepers. This past week that showed a supermajority of Americans blame, and I quote, woke politicians for the crime wave. And it was just and the question is, do you think that the increase in crime is the fault of woke politicians or other factors? And the, the percentages were just amazing. Overall, 64 percent of respondents uh, in the, to this Ted Nugent Oath Keepers poll blamed woke politicians. And and it was a majority of both parties. I mean, 75% of of Republicans, predictably, blamed woke politicians. 25% blamed other factors. But 52% of Democrats blamed them as well. And 60% of independents, who tend in most polls to be Democrats, or at least slightly predominate among Democrats. Uh, and, And that's... Even when even Democrats in a Ted Nugent Oath Keepers poll blame woke politicians for crime, you know, the likes of Keith Ellison, 
of Mike Freeman, there's a good reason he's retiring, like John Choi, who is not up for election this year, and he has to thank his lucky stars. Uh, they got to be sweating bullets. Oh, did I? I'm sorry, silly me. I called it a Ted Nugent Oath Keepers poll. No, no. It was Harvard University poll. Harvard <laughs> shows a supermajority, 64-36 overall, blaming woke politicians for crime. Now, we could go through the crosstabs, but there's no way to make this look like anything but a bad, bad thing for the likes of Keith Ellison and and uh, Governor Klink. And they have to know it because they're starting to fracture. The, I, again, I say this like like I'm predicting some end game in the election here. I'm not. I'm, I'm with Jack Tomzak. Get out there. Fight this like we're down four points. At the two-minute warning, and I'm talking about football here, not basketball, not baseball, at least, thank God, because they don't have two-minute warnings in baseball. But some of the signs that they're, they're starting to frazzle a little bit on their messaging are, are interesting, to say the least. For example, this past week, Ilhan Omar tweeted, and I quote, this is regarding the, the uh, 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 Jim Schultz, actually, she was responding to Jim Schultz on Twitter, a devastating riposte to Jim Schultz, the GOP candidate for attorney general, who, again, in Trafalgar is five points up right now. And even in some of the the less Republican leaning polls or Republican favorable polls is still well within the margin of error, perhaps even slightly ahead in some of the other uh, other more mainstreamy polls. Ilhan Omar responding to Jim Schultz, uh, who, by the way, Jim Schultz tweeted originally, Keith Ellison isn't focused on violent crime. Prosecuting only 50 cases over the course of four years is an admission of failure. We must do better, says Jim Schultz. Ilhan Omar, stepping way outside of her lane, by the way, except as a DFL partisan, which she is, it's, I'll, I'll allow it, responds, and I quote, Seriously, man, do you even understand how the office you are running for works? County attorneys, not the AG, prosecute violent crime. AG's office can't get involved unless the county attorney requests their help. Please do some homework and get back to yo, get back yo us with real, I think she had a typo, get back to us with real arguments. Well, she has a point. I mean, the, the attorney general does not have the primary responsibility for local crime. That's the county attorney, whatever county they are in. Hennepin County is Mike Freeman, who it must be said, chose not to try and prosecute Derek Chauvin, presumably because he was terrified of the political fallout of an attempt to do so. So Ilhan Omar's right. But someone needs to tell Keith Ellison, <laughs> who came out with a tweet uh, in support of an ad that he has out there, uh, saying, as Attorney General, Keith has led an office that prosecutes the most violent crimes across the state. He has never lost a case. His opponent never prosecuted a single case. Well, either his Keith Ellison. And the ad, of course, said, Keith Ellison has never lost a criminal prosecution case. Jim Schultz has never stepped inside a courtroom. Uh, to which I, you, you have to look, okay, Keith Ellison just contradicted Ilhan Omar. Or, to put it another way, Ilhan Omar just contradicted Keith Ellison. Their message people apparently did not meet for cocktails the night before. Because somebody is off message here. And I have to think it's Keith Ellison. And by the way, I spent a couple days this last week waiting for a list 
of cases that Keith Ellison tried. Not cases where he hired an outside counsel. Not cases where he managed his subordinates, these state employee attorneys in the attorney general's office. Cases where he was actually the attorney of record, which is the implication they are making when they say he's never lost a a criminal prosecution and Jim Schultz has never been inside a courtroom. Keith Ellison has been inside a courtroom as a spectator, as a manager, as someone who is reviewing his employees' uh, performance, perhaps, not as an attorney of record. The, the the this is this is somewhat comical, ladies and gentlemen. Keith Ellison has to be nervous. His internal polling has to be putrid. Jim Schultz has to be within striking distance of pulling this off. Now, as Jack Tomzak said, and I'll reiterate it one more time. This is not a sign you should be cocky. This is not a sign that someone else that you can let down your your energy and your guard and let someone else win this race for the good guys. This is a sign that you need to, to to pull together, get all your friends together, convince them, get them to the polls. If you know any shut-ins, if you have any relatives who have a hard time driving, get them to the polls. Whatever it takes. Get an absentee ballot if you have to. I mean, it's better than nothing. Because Hugh Hewitt, whatever he is right or wrong about in this world, is uh, was right about one thing. It was the title of his book, I don't know, 15 years ago, perhaps. If it's not close, they can't cheat. The best thing you can say about this Trafalgar poll that came out this past week was that it's close. By implication, it's close enough where the cheating, any cheating that has happened, happening can still, can still pull things off. Uh, by the way, there are those in the Democratic Party right now who will take what I just said there as a sign of being against democracy. That's going to be a prime subject, if not next week, then certainly right after the election. This idea of who the real authoritarians are. I mean, Joe Biden called us all, you and me, all of us on the right, fascists, during one of the most dreadfully misguided speeches I've ever seen in my career of watching politics. But there is a solid hour to be had on this show on the topic of who the real, I don't like the term fascist, it's overused. It's lost all meaning. Thank you, Democrats. But who the real authoritarians are. We'll talk about that in a coming. I wanted to talk about it today. It is only the rest of your life. Are you prepared for it? Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing retirement income and the risks that need to be overcome during your golden years. Alan Mike will share with you how to create a sustainable income strategy. So make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, noon on Saturday on AM 1280 The Patriot, or you can call them right now with your questions. The number is 855-231-6010. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hittner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue 
to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Ride today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Oh, 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 yeah. Pro-life across America. The Billboard people. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. Your children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before. They'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact. A Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure, but thrive. And that education is available for half off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half-off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Welcome back to Twin Cities and World. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Uh, don't forget Jack Tomczak coming up after the top of the hour, heading up towards the election. You, you know Jack is going to be completely on fire. Uh, Brad Carlson tomorrow from 1 to 3 here on AM 1280, The Patriot. And don't forget King Banyan over on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. He's been doing it for 12, 13 years now. He started it in the run up to the 2010 election, took two years out to be a state representative, came back, has been dominating the world of economics radio ever since. The best show in the Western world on the subject of economics every Saturday morning right here on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Together, we're the Northern Alliance Radio Network. We've been doing it for 18 years. We dominate Twin Cities Weekend Radio, and let's be honest, that means we dominate Twin Cities media of all kinds. Nobody else does what we do, and, and there's a good reason for that. At any rate, in talking about the city of Minneapolis, I mean, I, I, like a lot of conservatives, I ding on the city of Minneapolis pretty hard because the crime is out of control. It's up while it appears to have leveled off to a certain extent. Uh, crime is out of control. I mean, that's the biggest presenting problem. I mean, so far this year, we're uh, we've got seventy-one murders in Minneapolis. That contrasts to thirty. In 2016, for the entire year, <laughs> we're three quarters done with the year here. Uh, we're, we're on track to be perhaps a little less bloody than last year. 
That may be because crime is leveling off. It may be because Twin Cities emergency rooms are getting so much practice treating gunshot wounds, they're getting better at it. I really, actually, for next week, I will have to look up the aggravated assault numbers and find out how many actual shootings they have been, regardless of whether the victim died or not. Because I have a hunch there may have been more shootings this year than last year. It's just that Twin Cities first responders are getting to be so much better because they're having, good God, so much practice at it. Uh, we'll find out about that soon. So I, and and that's not the only problem. I mean, it's becoming less affordable. Uh, the schools are collapsing at the fastest rate in the state. Uh, it's it's just complete. If if it can go wrong in Minneapolis, it pretty much is. The business community is retrenching out in the burbs. There are businesses that are keeping their their marquee office downtown, but have either sent their workers home or out to the burbs, and they're really not coming back. They, they have ceded large parts of the cities to the criminals, except, uh, downtown, I should say, to criminals, except during nights of major events, and even that's not necessarily much of a defense these days. So in pointing this out, the response from a number of DFLers is that I, among a lot of conservatives, quote, want Minneapolis to fail, end quote. And they cite a couple of online polls taken uh, by <laughs> some, some tongue-in-cheek online polls, quite frankly, taken by my, my friend and, let's be honest, one of about 10 actual journalists in the Twin Cities, Bill Glan, uh, showing that lots of conservatives do not think the city can be saved. And speaking for myself, well, I know some of them think that. I don't think it's true. I I think it should be saved. I'd like to see it saved, and I'll tell you why. 37 years ago last Saturday, 37 years ago last Saturday, just out of college, I moved to Minneapolis. A few years later, I moved to St. Paul, but that's jumping ahead here. I moved to Minneapolis because back then, when I was a 22-year-old who got tired of living in North Dakota, had spent a summer working construction, and wanted to move on to bigger and better things, it was a place with huge opportunity that someone like me, a recent college graduate with a degree in English and not a whole lot of money put by, and without a ritzy high-demand tech degree, I mean, I was an English major for crying out loud, uh, and and no real super nice entry-level salary to look after, I, I didn't get one of those for like eight years after I moved down here. Uh, I could still afford to live in Minneapolis back then. And still, with all of that, affordability, relatively speaking, at the time. It was more expensive than North Dakota, but it wasn't Chicago. It wasn't New York. It wasn't even Denver. I mean, back then, a friend of mine, just out of college, who was a computer programmer, got an apartment back then, nice, brand-new, one-bedroom place in a second-tier burb for 400 bucks a month. Now, after inflation, that's probably 1000 bucks today. But if you tell me what a brand-new one-bedroom place in a neighborhood uh, that a single 22-year-old woman can live without a full-time escort, uh, sound off. That, that place would run for $1,500 today, uh, $1,000 after inflation today. Uh, cost roughly two-thirds what it does today, and that's just part of the housing market. In 86, I was working at a as a producer for a guy named Don Vogel at, a, at another lesser talk station, I, I booked a writer from the Fedor Travel Guide, sort of the the, the Encyclopedia Botanica of Travel. Kids ask your parents. Uh, he'd just written an article uh, calling Minneapolis and St. Paul the, quote, Athens of the modern age, end quote. 
And he wasn't alone. There were other publications back then that shared this consensus. The Twin Cities were the next big thing. Uh, people called them the mini apple. It was kind of a mawkish sentiment but and sort of showed an inferiority complex. But there was something to it. Economically, culturally, the Twin Cities were booming. We had way more than our share of Fortune 1000 companies. Uh, jobs were staying way ahead of demand. Uh, and, and it's still relatively affordable. It was an amazing, and by the way, the, the cultural life was amazing. This was at the height of Prince and the replacements and, and the height of the local theater scene and other cultural scenes back then were at a peak that we've never seen before or since, which doesn't matter to everyone, but it mattered to me. I mean, let's be honest. I moved down here to try and be a musician. Didn't work, but it was sure a lot of fun to try. But the point being, it was an amazing time to be here. It, and that was the place I wanted my kids to have someday when the time came, a place that was affordable and had, just brimming with opportunity and energy and just this passion to, I mean, forget about the policy. It was a DFL city back then, too, but but not quite the same. Something sure went awry along the way, didn't it? The, the the Twin Cities is definitely economically plateaued, and that's at best. People respond to that statement by saying, but but look at all the Fortune 1000 companies, to which you have to honestly respond, yeah, sure, it can still be a good place to live and work if you're senior management, upper middle management, a very well-paid technical uh, or, or you know, tech staffer, where you can hang out at the Guthrie and, and, and the club level at the Target Center. But if you're that kid like I was 37 years ago, hard to believe, getting out of school today, I mean, usually economic stagnation comes with deflation. But thanks to the Met Council's tinkering with the market, Minneapolis and St. Paul housing stock is harder to find and hideously expensive, 50% above the rate of inflation by my calculation. And Increasingly cheap to build, by the way, but not to rent. I mean, look at all the apartments they're building in the city, these ticky-tack, stick-and-frame apartments that really have the build quality of an Ikea dresser for the most part. And, and forget about crime. I mean, crime was bad in the 80s, and it got worse in the 90s. I mean, we're heading towards the Murderapolis years, and whole parts of Minneapolis weren't a whole lot better than they are today. The north side was still a, uh, a, a synonym for danger, and Phillips was worse at the time, but there was a general sense that those responsible thought that that was a bad thing that needed to be fixed. And they at least gave the appearance, at least outside the month before a red wave election, like we're getting from Keith Ellison and Tim Waltz today, that, that they, they wanted to do something useful about it. I mean, think about it. If, if the president of the Minneapolis City Council in 1986 it called public safety a privilege back then, Walt Diedzik, the city councilman from Northeast, a good old-fashioned Eastern European blue-collar union guy, would have led a mob of union pipe fitters, good DFLers, all of them, uh, down from Northeast um, back when it was a blue-collar neighborhood, not like, like the urban life theme park it is today, and tarred and feathered that president of said city council. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine Attorney General Skip Humphrey? If he would have written an op-ed supporting defunding the Minneapolis police, as Keith Ellison, in fact, did, somebody would have checked him in for a 72-hour hold. No two words about it. So 
after 37 years of living in the cities, by the way, I've lived in Minneapolis and St. Paul the whole time, that Twin Cities are not better than they were. They've not moved forward as Governor Klink and co-governor Flanagan constantly prattle on about. They haven't become more vibrant, except as the sarcastic synonym for more dangerous. It's just more dangerous, more expensive, more segregated, especially by class. Racial segregation, yeah, it existed, and and there, there needs to be some atonement for it. But today it's the class segregation. Now, whenever a Democrat says, oh, you just want Minneapolis to fail, shut up. I would love to see a rebirth of the Twin Cities that I moved to when I was 22 years old, even if it's controlled by a less stupid breed of Democrats. Uh, A place that's a hotbed of economic and scientific and artistic creativity and opportunity, a place where Young people like I was and still am at heart, of all backgrounds, whatever they are, can afford to get established and to to build their place in this world. A a place where the term vibrant isn't just a sick joke, a pathetic excuse for a punchline. And I'll ask you, can anybody possibly be delusional enough to think that the current regime is going to bring that around? I mean, I don't know. Can Minneapolis be saved? Sure. Of course it can be saved. Can it be saved without a 180-degree political turnaround? (laughs) Oh, no. No, it can't. Is it worth it to try? Well, I mean, that's for its own people to decide. I mean, 30 years ago, the, the people of New York decided New York City was worth saving, and they did it by doing the unthinkable, today at least. They elected Rudy Giuliani. By the way, some other cities in the New York City metro followed. I mean, Jersey City elected Brett Schundler, who's one of my great personal political heroes, a Reagan Republican in Jersey flipping city. And a few years of hard, brutal work paid off. New York City went from being a high-crime hellhole, with a first-class section, granted, to, to being one of the safest cities in America and brought on a second golden age of New York City. Now, they're squandering that legacy. It's their own fault. They elected de Blasio. As to Minneapolis, well, as long as the white, upper-middle-class, ultra-progressive, laptop-class members that run the DFL continue to control everything about Minneapolis, uh, maybe Bill Glahn's surveys are right. Maybe there is no hope. And that is a crying shame. The city used to have so much to offer, not just to them, but to absolutely everyone. Anyway, we'll be back. Uh, one more segment to go. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Are you looking for a church that's grounded in scripture, music, and beauty and worship? If so, St. Dunstan's Anglican Church is for you. At St. Dunstan's, you'll be embraced by loving, caring people who share your values and who remain loyal to the gospel, the historic faith, and the sacramental life. Come join us at our parish home in St. Louis Park. Or for more information, visit stdunstananglican.org. 
Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-942-1451 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-942-1451 for your free quote. That's 800-942-1451. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late-inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school, plus all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Welcome back. Twin Cities and World Final Segment, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Jack Tomzak coming back up after the top of the hour. Brad Carlson tomorrow from 1 to 3 here on AM 12A, The Patriot. King Banyan, Saturday mornings, 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Hey, by the way, this just out, the FBI looking for Umbrella Man. It's been two and a half years, and they're still looking for Umbrella Man. A little birdie tells me someone in the Twin Cities media knows who they are, perhaps more than one, but they're not going to tell. Their guess, and I'm not going to be the one to argue with them, is that this person, Umbrella Man, is connected to or related to a well-known DFL elected official or donor. Just kind of got that appearance about it. I, I just don't say, if... if Big lefty media felt that the identity would impugn the GOP before an election. Well, you'll hear about it in the next two weeks. Uh, if, or if it reinforces the whole right wing as a bunch of white supremacist narrative, we'll hear about it right quick here. But if we don't, I have a hunch we got another Woody Kane situation on our hands here. Son, nephew, cousin younger brother of a DFL politician or donor or or campaign worker or staffer, one of the above. Just a guess. I I don't know. We'll find out. Maybe. The biggest mystery in the history of Minnesota riots, who is Umbrella Man? Anyway, if you happen to know, the FBI would love to talk to you. I'm sure that'll go well. By the way, oh, how can I forget? My band, Elephant in the Room, we played last night. At the Savage Legion, that was fun. I'm looking forward to getting back out there. We have a couple gigs booked out there into next year already, like right after New Year's. And uh, in March, we're going to be there. But we were there last night. 
Always great. I'm looking forward to getting back out there. Uh, it's a great time at the Savage Legion. This coming Saturday at Halloween Eve Eve, we're going to be at the Rosetown American Legion in Roseville. It's between uh, Victoria and Dale on County Road C. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We've played. This will be our fourth time out there and uh, fourth of six gigs this year out there. And two weeks after that, November 12th, Stillwater Lounge and Lanes in. You got it, Stillwater. That place is you, you hear Stillwater Bowl and Lanes, you think, oh, that's got to be just a total snoozer. <laughs> when the weather gets cold in Stillwater, people come out to party. It is a blast. I was going to say riot. That's kind of a sensitive term, and I just talked about Umbrella Man, so we can't call it that. It's a blast. It's a lot of fun. It's it's You're going to want to be. All three gigs. By the way, Elephant in the Room is uh, got books, uh, gigs booked all the way out to September of next year. I mean, we're we're staying busy, which is kind of nice. I didn't think that was going to be happening after COVID, but here you are. Uh, 651-289-4488. Don't forget, uh, you can also join us on hashtag Narn Show in, uh, on, on uh, any of the major social media here. So why are the Democrats nervous about the election? Well, I mean, we've got crime. We, I mean, crime, and you know they're worried about the crime issue because national polls say it's it's obsessing Americans, concerned about crime and the border. We we don't have as much of that here in Minnesota, uh, so far. Now, if Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott were to send some illegal immigrants to say Crocus Hill or Merriam Park or or Kenwood. I bet you it would pop up uh, on the, the list of issues the Democrats are concerned about. Here. Oh, by the way, yeah, great news this past week. Uh, President Biden leaned on the mayor of El Paso to not make a big stink about the illegal immigrants that are drowning El Paso, financially speaking, uh, because we can pour out our compassion over 50 uh, illegals that got dropped off in pleasantly liberal Martha's Vineyard. And a few hundred that wind up in New York, the city that never sleeps. But El Paso, Juarez, uh, not Juarez, McAllen, Del Rio, they're drowning thousands every day among them. And the left could hardly care less. So those issues are big. Crime, of course, we've been talking about. Inflation, I mean, the, the numbers are there and they are, I mean, uh, our friends at the Senate of the American Experiment uh, talked about the lie that Ken Martin came out with about how how <laughs> during the Biden administration we we've stayed ahead of inflation. No, we haven't. We're we're the average American citizen far from being five thousand dollars ahead as Ken Martin claimed this past week is falling three thousand dollars behind on average. By the way, it's worse the lower your income because the income for uh, the the inflation rate for lower income people is considerably worse than it is for the middle middle class. Because they're spending more money on food and fuel, and the inflation for both of those is way up. But let's not forget the collapse of the schools. It's MEA weekend. The Minnesota Education Association uh, having its annual shindig party blowout palooza in one of the downtowns. Uh, this I forget where it's at this week this year. It's usually in one of the downtowns because all the teachers from around the state, what are they going to do? Go to a go to a convention in in, in Marshall. In Thief River Falls, no, they they want to come down to the cities and party down, and they do, and occasionally they may go to seminars. And perhaps it's better if they they party and and drink too much and pass out in puddles of whatever, because then they won't be going to some of the seminars that that are on the list uh, for them to attend at the MEA. Uh, some of the topics include 
Uh, let's see if I can find the list here. Uh, scrolling up here. Uh, voices. Let's see. Uh, so, oh, the, the Supreme Court did what? This year's notable decisions and what they mean to educators. And, and of course, when they talk about notable decisions, they're going to be talking uh, about Dobbs, the repeal of Roe versus Wade, and uh, maybe Gruen, the, uh, the 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 case uh, overturning New York's uh, oppression of legal firearm owners. Well, some of the other ones. Oh yeah, seminars on climate change on. Cultural appropriation. Whoops, that's cultural appropriation. Yeah, no, everything is cultural appropriation. Never mind the fact that all culture is appropriated unless you're from a tribe in the New Guinea Highlands that hasn't seen any humans in 5,000 years. Um, let's see, what's the other one? Oh, yeah, building awareness and equity through anti bias education. It sounds so innocent. It's not. Oh, 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 mis and disinformation. How to tell the difference. <laughs> No, how to do what you're told. I mean, that's really what it is. Uh, and creating gender inclusivity and on and on. And, and by the way, some of the responses from some of the Minneapolis te- or Minnesota teachers union partisans are hilarious. Uh, one of my favorite was, quote, sorry you aren't sure how these classes can help students. Hey, we've been prog-splained. Perhaps your bias is showing. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> uh, I'd be happy to explain. I bet you would. At any rate, that's uh, much more to come. Jack Tom's out coming up after the top of the hour here. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, one more show, I think maybe two more shows before election time. They're going to have to count here, folks. Uh, either way, the polls were some good news this past week. The Trafalgar poll once again showing Scott Jensen a half a point ahead. Jim Schultz five points ahead of Keith Ellison. All that means is you have to re-triple your efforts. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, Jack Tomczak up next. Brad Carlson tomorrow. Come talk. See you. See you all next week. God bless you all. God bless. As a hunter, you know that weather has a huge impact on game movement. Get the info you need before you hit the field with the Stock and Barrel Hunting Forecast. From AM 1280, The Patriot, foul weather is a duck hunter's friend. And deer move with the barometer. Get yourself in position to bag your quarry with the Hunter's Forecast, Thursdays at 7 and 11 a.m. and 3 and 7 p.m., courtesy of Stock and Barrel, Minnesota's premier shooting range, with two locations in Chanhassen and Egan. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. 
These are tough times for everyone, so dealing with your timeshare may not be your biggest concern. But when this passes, do you still want a lifetime of payments, fees, and commitments for a timeshare you were misled into buying? Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started the timeshare cancellation industry by exposing the ugly truth about timeshares and giving folks the straight facts. I've been fighting the timeshare giants ever since, so no one knows this industry better than me and my team. Today, we have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those timeshare dollars back in your pocket. Give my office a call today. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call Wesley Financial now for your free information kit. 800-549-8866. That's 800-549-8866. 800-549-8866. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on... AM 1280, The Patriot is... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.